Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Friends, Father Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life on Friday, the 16th of September of 2022. Welcome to Praying for America. There is a very effective way that we can all work for election integrity, and that is simply to cast our vote. That is number one. We're going to reflect about that a little bit. And then I'm going to tell you a little bit more about what some of the Democrat candidates in this midterm election are doing with their ads and some of the things that they are saying, uh, especially in regard to trying to, um, well, they're trying to, you know, grasp at whatever uh, hopes they they think they have as far as uh, gaining ground in some of these races. We'll, we'll talk about that and some ways that you can respond to some of the things that they are saying against their Republican opponents. So let's go into scripture. Uh, a lot of important things to talk about here, and we look at them all through the lens of the Word of God. John chapter 17, starting in verse 1. We read, after Jesus has said this, he looked toward heaven and prayed, Father, the time has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son may glorify you. For you granted him authority over all people, that he might give eternal life to all those that you have given him. Now this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I have brought you glory on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the work of your Son and for glorifying him who gave his life for us who suffered and died to take away our sins, who rose again and gives us a share in that risen life, who gives to us the glory that he had with you, O Father, before the world began. Jesus did not have to go through his suffering and death simply to gain glory for himself because he had it already. He went through his incarnation, his suffering, his death, his resurrection, his ascension, precisely to bring us in our frail humanity into that glory of the life that knows no death and no end. So we praise you, Father. We praise you that we live in a nation founded on the truth of your law and that as faithful citizens here on earth, We can live as faithful citizens of your kingdom, that as human beings, citizens of America, we can live the eternal glory of Christ shining in our lives. Increase that glory, increase that faithfulness, increase our understanding of and fidelity to your law, and let us apply it, Lord, especially in the midst of these midterm elections, as important as they are. We pray in the name of the same Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Okay, well, we are all concerned about election integrity. 
And I actually have a way that you could be more involved. I have a special project that some of you are already signed up for it. I'm going to tell you about it in a few moments after I share some overall thoughts about how election integrity starts with your vote. But I do want you to pay particular attention to this special project that we are having people sign up for around the country. Uh, it, it gives you a concrete sense of actually being able to do something about election integrity. It's an important topic. Uh, we're looking ahead and we're looking to uh, obviously what is going to happen this year and then into our future elections because you can't have a free society and free elections if people don't trust the process. There's got to be trust, but there's also got to be evidence that it's trustworthy. And this is, of course, of great concern if the American people don't trust the process by which their votes are cast and counted. They've got to be able to trust the process. We've got to have a process that's trustworthy. So people have different opinions about uh, what is happening or what is uh, likely to happen or what is possible that can possibly go wrong. One of the um, past episodes, so we were talking about Dick Morris's book, The Return. I hope you've gotten a copy of that book and read it. Dick Morris's book, The Return. He makes the point that the elections for secretaries of state as well as for attorneys general, this year, this midterm elections, is going to have a great impact on the outcome of the presidential race in 2024. Because, for example, the secretaries of state, they have a lot of power over elections and the way that they are conducted in, um, uh, the, way that they are conducted in, uh, in the states. So whether you know, rules that are enacted by the state legislature are followed in a comprehensive way, in a faithful way, well, they have to oversee that whole process. Secretaries of State, make sure you hold them accountable to election integrity before you vote for them. And uh, this can go a long way in, um, in uh, rebuilding, really, in many cases, it's rebuilding the trust that we have to have in our process. So people will admit, you know, cheating is, uh, it happens. Irregularities happen. Honest mistakes happen. When we talk about voting, we want as many people as possible to vote. And we are getting more and more turnout, more and more participation in American elections, cycle after cycle. That's a good thing. And we have to continue to pro uh, promote participation. It's also a good thing that a lot of people drive. Do you want people driving illegally? Do you want people just to be able to drive without a license? You know, can you imagine somebody coming along and saying, hey, I think it's such a great thing that people drive that I think we should get rid of these, these nuisance driver's licenses. I mean, after all, they suppress driving. The requirement to have a driver's license suppresses driving. Friends, it suppresses illegal and dangerous driving. Now, people with a license can still drive illegally and be dangerous. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is that there's a reason why driver's licenses are required. Because it increases the safety of driving. 
because you have to meet certain standards before you get that license. You have to meet certain standards on an ongoing basis in order to keep that license. Anybody against driver's licenses? Well, then why would you be against voter ID laws, for example? Signature verification. Or why would you be against any measures that ensure that while we want as many people as possible to vote, what we want are legal votes? You know, we want as many as people as possible, as is reasonably possible, because, you know, nobody can take in the world, but we want immigration. Immigration has always been a blessing to our country. But that doesn't mean that we want people to come in with no regard for our laws or the process by which immigration is supposed to happen. There are laws. Shouldn't those laws be enforced? We want immigrants. Shouldn't we insist that they come in legally? Same kind of thing when it comes to voting. Okay, so we want to count all the votes and we want there to be as many votes as possible legally. We don't want to count illegal votes. We don't want illegal votes to be cast in the first place. And this starts with you and me. Let's posit, just for the sake of making the argument, that there will be a certain number of votes in each election that are illegal, illegitimate, maybe even fraudulent. We're just going to postulate that for a moment. What's the best way to overcome that? I mean, besides from passing the right laws, having the right people, like, for example, the secretaries of state enforcing those laws, um, other things that we'll talk about in just a moment. But isn't the first way to simply outnumber the irregular or illegitimate, illegal or fraudulent votes? You outnumber them. I mean... Even if there's, as it's always a certain margin of error, there's always uh, human error. And let's posit once again that there's a certain amount of uh, cheating that goes on. Those who are going to do that, those who are going to do that uh, deliberately, can only go so far with that. Let's say that a person had a way of, uh, you know, just flooding the system with uh, with fake ballots. So after a while, you know, if you have a uh, let's say you have a district that has 100,000 voters and you flood that district with a million fake ballots. Nobody's going to buy that. Nobody's going to believe that those are legitimate because the numbers are so absolutely absurd. What I'm saying is you can only get away within a certain limit, certain framework uh, with that kind of, of, uh, of thing. So it's got to be it's necessarily limited. Let the legal votes outnumber the illegal ones. Let the honest ones outnumber the dishonest ones. And the first way that you and I do that is to cast our own vote. It makes no sense, brothers and sisters, for a person who's concerned about the integrity of the elections to say that because of that concern, they are not going to vote. Why? Is their vote an illegal one? Is their vote going to be a fraudulent one? If not, why wouldn't you cast it? If your vote is going to be somehow an illegal one, then yeah, I would I would suggest that you not cast it. But if you're going to cast an honest, legal vote, 
Well, then do so. Because that's the best way when we all do that to overrun and override and outnumber anything that is subject to human error, frailty, illegality, or fraud. Cast your own vote. The first way to ensure election integrity is to add to the legitimate votes with your own. And, and, you know, the other thing, too, I mean, it's obviously understandable that people get uh, frustrated, people get angry, people get annoyed with the whole process, people might lose trust in the process. But that doesn't, does any of that take away our obligation? We have an obligation before God to vote, and it's part of love of God and love of neighbor. Give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and to God what belongs to God. Jesus said, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. Paul teaches it. Peter teaches it in the New Testament. Pay your duties as citizens. Participate in the life of the country in which you live. Yes, you live there as aliens and strangers. Yes, you do not seek any lasting city. We seek one which is to come. Yes, this current world, no matter how well organized politically, cannot possibly fulfill all the aspirations of the human heart. We we acknowledge all that. But we're still citizens. We're still here. And we still have duties while we are here. Cast your vote. Don't let the difficulties with the process make you lose sight of the importance of the process and of your duty to engage the process. You know, when we vote, it's not only outside of ourselves that that the change occurs. The change occurs, hopefully, by getting the person actually elected that we think should be elected. But there's also a change on the inside. We are responding to an opportunity to make the world better. And because we're doing it with that intention of serving God by improving the world, that is changing us. That is affecting us. That's an aspect of our service to God and to neighbor. Don't miss out on it. Don't let anything interfere with it. That's my encouragement to you today. And, at, uh, and, and let me talk about a particular project then that goes along with that. We have been encouraging people to be poll workers and poll watchers. Check with your board of elections. If you feel at all inclined to do that, that you could be on the scene, making sure that everything is done according to the proper laws and protocols, sign up with your board of elections. Ask them what has to be done to learn what needs to be done. Uh, learned and and, uh, and that you can help serve in your in your voting district in that particular way. More and more people this time around are doing that, and that's a good thing. Secondly, I have a specific project, and if you want to sign up for this, I'll tell you where to go on the website. This is what I was talking about at the outset of the program. We have got a um, project here at Priests for Life by which people from the comfort of their own home and in front of their own computer, can help clean up the voter rolls. We know that there are voter roll data issues, maybe duplicates or wrong addresses. We we, we know that there are are, um, uh, red flags that alert us ahead of time, ahead of election day, ahead of the voting, uh, that there may be some uh, mistakes in the data. Well, if we look at those ahead of time and and work to fix it in the local communities, 
we can we can we can avoid a lot of problems. Well, there is a way now uh, of you actually helping to do that. So let us know if you're interested. If you would be able to give a few hours, you know, literally sitting in front of a, a data list and uh, identifying the issues that need to be corrected. I mean, this is the this is the now we're getting really into the nitty gritty of uh, doing things that can make a difference. It just requires a lot of helping hands. And we know that those helping hands are out there. We've already had a lot of people sign up for this particular project. You can sign up at ProLifeVolunteer.com. That's the page on our ProLifeVote.com website where you, you'll see a number of other questions. You know, how can you help? What can you do? Uh, how much time do you have? What skills do you possess that you would want to devote to uh, these midterm elections? But at ProLifeVolunteer.com, you can tell us all that and you can uh, indicate to us uh, your availability. And then we'll give you details about this. Uh, we'll give you details about this project. Okay, so go to ProLife volunteer.com to uh, sign up for that. And then I also want to remind you of the uh, Trump rally taking place uh, tomorrow night. He's going to be in Ohio and it's going to be aired at 7 p.m. Eastern time here on uh, Right Side Broadcasting. If you're watching on RSBN uh, on our own uh, side at Priest for Life, we're going to be showing it at, you have to go to PresidentTrumpRallies.com, and you can see past rallies there, as you can see on RSBN too. PresidentTrumpRallies.com. Uh, join me on on Saturday night, and we'll watch uh, we'll watch the rally. Now, remember, sometimes uh, the speech of the president starts a little bit later than the scheduled uh, time, so take that into account. Don't be surprised. Don't be deterred by that. Uh, we'll wait for it to happen, and we will uh, bring it to you. So that's tomorrow night, Saturday night, the uh, 17th. He'll be speaking to us from uh, Ohio. Then I wanted to spend a little more time talking to you about some of the ads that some of the Democrat candidates in the Senate races in particular are uh, putting up there about uh, abortion. Now, there was a, a bill introduced just the other day by Senator Lindsey Graham and by, by Congressman Chris Smith uh, saying that uh, we want to protect babies starting at 15 weeks. Now, that doesn't mean they don't want to protect them earlier than that. These I know these, both of these men, I was with them just the other day, we communicate with them, and, and they, like many, many other uh, members of Congress, uh, just as, as you, our audience, believe that babies should be protected from when they first become babies. So there's no question about that. To say that we want to pass a law starting to protect them in 15 weeks is meant to improve on a terrible situation where they don't have any protection at all throughout pregnancy. So we want to start introducing some protection. And these limits are based on where we actually have the consensus to pass the vote. Because to say that, well, we would protect more children by by making the making it start earlier uh, is only an academic question if you have don't have the votes to actually make that into a law if you're just going to otherwise just have it as a thought in your mind but we're talking about actually making these things law and that won't happen under the under the Democrat uh, uh, majorities but uh, it is something that if we want it to happen in the future we have to start working on it now 
Now, people sometimes are misunderstanding this. And of course, the uh, Democrat candidates who, who oppose any kind of limitation on abortion are going to try to make people misunderstand this. This does not, this would not mean that states which protect the babies earlier than 15 weeks, and there are about a dozen states that are giving full protection to the unborn right now, right from the beginning of pregnancy. Uh, it doesn't mean that they would have to change. This is not like, hey, everybody go to 15 weeks. No, what we're saying is you cannot uh, allow abortion beyond that. That would be the policy if this law were in effect. It's not right now. And that's why we still have abortions taking place right up until birth. And by the way, the Democrats are fine with that. And this is what we have to point out in this election, that they have absolutely no uh, desire to limit or prohibit any abortion whatsoever. Of course, it, it disregards one simple fact. It's taking a life and it disregards another fact is that it's not helping the woman that you're claiming to help. It's hurting her. Now, the other side turns this completely upside down. And they say that the Republicans who are, and this is where some of these ads come in, uh, the Republicans who are trying to limit abortion uh, and, and cut it off at 15 weeks. By the way, 15 weeks is a lot of time to make a decision. Uh, if you feel you can't handle the pregnancy, you should never decide to kill the child. But the point is 15 weeks gives you a lot of time to deal with that question, uh, whatever is going to happen. The point is that we don't have this um, confusion that somehow a prohibition on abortion like this is going to uh, make a person um, unable to get critical and emergency medical care, going to put their life in danger. Democrats like to say, oh, you're killing women by putting those limitations on abortion. No, no, what are you talking about? It's abortion that kills women. The little women who are growing in the womb, first of all, and the women who are getting the procedure very often, you know, I mean, the other side just completely ignores this, but there are women dying in so-called safe and legal abortion facilities I can read you the names of hundreds of them that have come out in uh, news stories. And uh, the government keeps some statistics on this through the Centers for Disease Control. Yes, women are dying from legal abortion. The other side couldn't care less about talking about this uh, whatsoever. But they try to say, oh, you're killing women because they're creating a false narrative that prohibiting abortion prevents you from getting, for example, life-saving medical treatment or treatment in the cases of uh, ectopic pregnancy, for example. Nonsense. None of these, these pro-life laws uh, prohibit getting, getting treatment for uh, these situations. Now, what we are also seeing, if you take a step back from all this, you've got these debates going on in some of these Senate races. We see it in Pennsylvania in Georgia, in Florida, you see the, the, the Democrats are trying to make a rallying cry out of, oh, you know, we have to preserve abortion rights. Notice what's happening here, brothers and sisters. This, by the way, is the size of the uh, child who would be protected by this, um, oh, here we go, by this new um, proposed legislation. The baby is as big as my hand. This is the baby at 14 weeks. And 15-week bill actually means 13 weeks of development. This is 14 weeks of development. 
Um, these are sizable children. The point is, the Democrat position is, I would never vote to protect this baby. Let me say that again. The Democrat position is, I would never vote to protect this baby. Well, then, which babies would you protect? See, that's the question that we have to use to challenge the other side. You won't protect them at six weeks. You won't protect them at 12. You won't protect them at 15. Okay, well, this baby's starting to get fairly big. At what point will you start protecting them? I would like you to actually tell me, brothers and sisters, if in your effort to communicate with Democrat candidates, they tell you a single unborn child that they would be willing to protect. Let them tell you a single abortion that they would be willing to prevent. Just find out for me. Because you know what? I've heard of none. Zero. They want, because they consider abortion such a sacred right that nothing can interfere with it. Nothing. You have to bow down in reverence and silence. Genuflect, prostrate on the ground before the all-holy, all-sacred abortion right. These people are sick. Killing babies. You know how this is done, right? I showed you before. I'll show you again because we can't we can't tire of educating the public. This is these are medical forceps. They were actually used in abortions. They, they, they just go like this: pull off the leg, pull off the arm, pull off, put a crack in the head, and take off the plates of the skull piece by piece. This is exactly what they do. Read the medical textbook "Abortion Practice" by Warren Hearn. I'm not making any of this up. Okay, guys, come on, Democrat candidates, let's go. Open your mouths, the cowards. Open your mouths. Tell me a single instance, one, just one. Tell me a single instance where you would say no to this. Let me see how hard I can clamp down on this. You see, you see what's happening to the head there? See what's happening to the face of the baby? Tell me, Democrat candidates. Tell me, Fetterman over there. Tell me, Warnock. You present yourself as a pastor of Jesus Christ. Shame on you. I've met this guy face to face. Shame on him. Fraud. You see, now, I'm letting go of this. This, doesn't, this, this is not unclamping. These things are powerful instruments. They grab onto something. They don't let go. Look, I got to pull this thing just to get it off here. Oh, there it goes. Warnock. What in God's name is wrong with you? You talk, call yourself a pastor. You should be down on your knees begging forgiveness, first of God, and then of the rest of us, that you insult our intelligence by somehow trying to make us believe that we should cast a single vote for you while you're saying, hey, folks, hey, not only that it's okay to do this, 
but that it's a sacred right. Hey, join with me, Ace, the Warnock Club. We're going to make sure women can kill their babies. Don't be silent. Don't be afraid. Don't be intimidated by this, this group of, of, of clowns that are trying to get vote. They don't deserve a single vote. We should make history this year. They get zero votes. Yeah, they ran for Senate. <laughs> they got zero votes. But we're going to hear more of this garbage as the election gets closer. Oh, you're killing women. You're against women. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just tell us one single abortion that you would pro- prevent, one single baby that you would protect, and maybe then, maybe, the conversation can begin. So, friends, let's join together in prayer. Lord, we are we are just angered and astonished at the audacity of some in our nation's public life to step forward, ask us to let them be our leaders, and they don't know the difference between serving the public and killing the public. They don't know that they don't have respect even for these little babies. And Lord God, we just have to ask the question if they don't have respect for the life of a little baby, how are they supposed to respect ours? Lord, help your your people, help our, our fellow citizens to understand that the choice in this election is a choice between starting to pull back on the absolutely out-of-control abortion industry in America or having thrust on us a regime of abortion on demand without any exceptions and without any limitations. Bring understanding to your people. Bring integrity to our nation. And bring your people out to vote and to vote for life. We sum up all our prayers and praises by offering the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Well, God bless you, friends. Thanks for uh, joining me, and uh, uh, have a great weekend. Be sure to watch President Trump's rally tomorrow night from Ohio. I'll be watching it with you, and we will hear him again say, as I always remind you, that we are part of the greatest political movement in American history, and that our country doesn't belong to those that are trying to destroy it. It belongs to you. So we continue to kneel only to God, not to government, and the best days of America are yet to come. Father Frank Pavone here of Priests for Life. Connect with me on social media at FR Frank Pavone and uh, FR Frank Pavone on all the major platforms. We'll see you on Getter, see you on Truth Social and, uh, and, and, and all the other places too. Connect with Right Side Broadcasting and keep your eyes on our program. Invite others to join us too. We will talk to you on Monday. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.